Welcome to the Saucy Sap Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle, along with my co-host, Brandon. And today marks the completion of week 16 of the 2023 college basketball season. Brandon, let's dive into last week's recap. Yeah, so the last week without conference tournaments, because they officially started tonight as we record Monday, February 27th, 2023. So that means March Madness 2023 is right around the corner. And the Big 12 looks to be the best conference. They look to be the conference to beat, and they'll most likely have the highest win percentage, too. The Conference of Champions, one might say. Yeah, one not named Bill Walton, because he still <laughs> thinks it's Pac-12, even without UCLA. <laughs> um, I guess, but, you know, so goes life. I haven't listened to him that much this year. Kind of yeah, disappointed in myself. Uh, yeah. Every time I have, I've just totally laughed my butt off, but. I was listening when he called Joel Lenardi a troll on, on air. That was, <laughs> that was hilarious. Dude, I was watching the, the clip of that after. And, uh, somebody was going off. <laughs> like, I read an article of that person going off on Bill Walton. It's like, yep. Dave has said all this to uh, Bill. Bill just doesn't give a flying frick about yep. it. <laughs> he doesn't yep. care about the net. He doesn't care about... Uh, quads. He doesn't care about any of that. He just cares about the Conference of Champions. There's no <laughs> arguing with him. Nope, you can't. Yeah, you cannot change the way you think. That's for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Big Twelve. They ended up winning some good games this week. Most of them at home. Uh, Oklahoma upset Iowa State on the road. So Iowa State not looking good at home. They were night and day difference, road and home, and now are they night and day difference? They kind of just look like a way now. They're just altogether. night and night. They're just not good right now. Yeah, they uh, were given the third spot very generously in that selection show a few weeks ago as a little bit of a teaser, and that was a little bit overrated, and since then they've just been tanking. Tank yep. for Tua. Um, Kansas did win at TCU. That was a big win. So I think Kansas is looking as elite as we all thought they were before their skid. So all around big 12 is the conference to keep your eyes on. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, jumping over to where the Texas and Oklahoma are headed to the sec, uh, that conference, uh, there's some news in the sec as well. Big blue is back. If you're a Kentucky fan, you finally got something to smile about. The Wildcats are back in the AP poll. They are number 23 this week. Um, so uh, where they're going to end up in March, is it's still a little ways away to the tournament. I mean, we have a week and a half, a little over a week and a half till Selection Sunday. For what it's worth, a lot can happen in that time. But Kentucky is definitely a tournament lock at this point, uh, and they look good. Texas A&M is right there behind them at 24. So the SEC has doubled their uh, number of ranked teams uh, since about a month ago when it was only Alabama and Tennessee. So I want to uh, applaud them for that. Um, and then additionally, speaking of Alabama, uh, they continue to win despite the whole Brandon Miller controversy uh, right now. I'm sure you guys know um, there was a little bit of uh, Brandon Miller involvement with the, the murder uh, last fall. 
Um, he didn't do it, but he was involved uh, with the gun. And a lot of people don't want him to play anymore. Uh, but Alabama doesn't really have any reason, specific reason to kick him off the team yet. There's no evidence of it. So I think he'll stay out there for the rest of the year. Was the last like late December that that happened? I thought it was in the fall, like October. I thought it was December. That's why I was giving you a weird look because I'm like, yeah, I don't I was call like, what December did I say? fall. I was like, but, did I say something wrong? No, I mean, hey, I, December first through December twentieth is fall. Yeah, you say that, and that classifies both of us as fall birthdays. No, we're winter birthdays. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, December is winter. Um, the whole month, despite what some people may might try and tell you, like the yeah. Kyle Larson. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Pitchfork community didn't really do a great job with uh, Brandon Miller. Um, Pitchfork community is come on pretty strong this year and it's been very chaotic and speaking of chaos let's talk about the oh my god so that was terrible that was uh, terrible i'm I'm trying to step up my transition game like yeah so am i i know so Uh, you you had a good one though um i i applauded you so big 10 chaos Michigan beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin beat Iowa. Iowa beat Michigan State. Michigan State beat Indiana. Indiana beat Purdue. If you thought that was chaos, just wait. It gets better. Rutgers beat Penn State. Penn State beat Ohio State. Ohio State beat Illinois, and Illinois beat Northwestern. So are you keeping up with the Big Ten yet? (laughs) Nope, you lost me at, like, the second game. Uh, It's all types of chaos in the Big Ten, and it's just a dumpster fire that the committee has to deal with, so... Have fun with that, yep. Not our problem. Well, it is on our Bracketology videos. Speaking of which, <laughs> check out Brian's Bracketology from last week. It is posted on our YouTube. And additionally, uh, I'll have a Bracketology that will be posted later this week at some point. Check it out. Yeah, they're very fun to do, and they're very good entertainment. If you have a little <laughs> bit of time to spend, just go check it out. It's fun. You'll Absolutely. It. Absolutely. Moving on to the ACC. Uh, the previous ACC bellwether, Virginia, uh, lost two games this week. They were ranked six in the nation. They lost to Boston College on Wednesday, and then they lost to North Carolina on Saturday. They have kind of lost their grip on the ACC. Uh, in fact, Pitt is now the leader of the ACC once again, uh, and they earned their first ranking this week. So hats off to Pitt. Um they haven't had a lot to smile about the past in many of the past years, uh, so it's got to be a really fun year to watch college basketball if you are a Pitt fan. Yeah, I mean, the ACC is pure chaos, like we've been saying. Um, Duke is a lock now. UNC is trying to make their way back. But Pitt has kind of just minded their own business, stayed in their own lane, and they're looking like the most uh, – the calmest team from the ACC because yeah, Virginia definitely. and Miami have had terrible losses. Mm-hmm. And they were the two power teams from the ACC. And it's like, can we even trust you? <laughs> These next two weeks will tell us. We'll go yeah, with that. for sure. 
Speaking of trust, UCLA, good old tr- trustable <laughs> from the uh, Pac-12. That was good. Uh, thank you. Uh, they're the Pac-12 champions. Uh, thanks to Arizona State and buzzer beer against Arizona. <laughs> an absolute heave. So, Arizona, RIP to your chances of winning the Pac-12. But mm-hmm. you can still win the Pac-12 tournament. Doubt you're going to do that, but good luck. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, speaking of luck, some will question Marquette's run here the past few weeks as luck. Um, I don't believe that. I think Marquette is a good team. Uh, I didn't realize it until this week when they were ranked sixth in the AP poll. Uh, but they're quietly moving into two seed range uh, for March Madness. And that shocked me. I never would have guessed that at the start of the year. Um, and I, at first I was like, Marquette, really a two seed? Or like number six in the nation? I didn't believe that at first. And I went and I looked at it. And it's like, yeah, no, they have the wins. They have the resume for it. So Marquette is where they should be. Uh, and then the other thing uh, in the Big East, is Villanova back? They just beat Creighton at home. And previously, before the game before that, they beat Xavier on the road. Two ranked wins in the Big East, two of the best teams in the Big East. Nova just beat them both. Is this a team that we're going to see in March Madness? They are certainly making a push for it. Justin Moore looks good. He finally mm-hmm. looks fully healthy. He looks at that elite level. He's saying some career highs over the past couple weeks. They dug themselves into a pretty big hole for sure uh, at the start of the year, but... The quality of team we've seen in February for Villanova is a tournament team. Yeah. Uh, I I think they're going to win the Big East. I hope they win the Big East tournament. I want them to get that automatic qualifier. They're sitting at... uh, Where are they in my formula here? They're up there quite a ways. They're 18, aren't they? They're something like that. They're 22, actually. Okay. Um, But yeah, so... They are good. They really are. And they're going to get like a nice 12 seed. Get a nice easy 5 seed. Waltz their way into the Sweet 16. Hey, we all know what those 5-12 upsets do. Bust some brackets. Mm-hmm. I always laugh when I... Now that the AT&T commercials with Lily in them have the 5-12 <laughs> commercial. Remember that from last year? Whenever I hear five twelve, I just immediately hear that commercial in my head, and I cannot undo it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think of something totally different. But uh, when you talk about that ad, and you're talking about busting, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the internet goes crazy over her. I mean, Oh my god. I did not expect to hear that today. I mean, here I am choking myself because of laughing. They went crazy over her last March. Uh, Yes, sir. ATT has it very mellow. (laughs) And the internet definitely pulled some some randomness out of their. Folders. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Shaka yeah. Smart is a National Coach of the Year candidate. Came back to basketball. Um, 
I've been saying this for a while because he's done a great job. He is a really good coach, and I just think he's great. So um, I wish he was at Marquette. Hopefully we'll see him as a Badger next year. Knock on wood. But, yeah, the Big East is kind of chaotic. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of things that aren't so chaotic this week, uh, the AP poll was released again. On today, Monday the 27th, Um, we've already teased a lot of the rankings so far, um, but what do you think about the AP poll this week, Brandon? I I very much like it. Um, Marquette is up four. They were a big mover to be six, so I I very much like that. Baylor still right there in the range. Makes sense. I do wish Arizona would have dropped a little bit more. Yep. So it goes life. Um, there's really not much to complain about. Everybody is where they should be. Yeah. So. I like that 9 to 11. Texas, Gonzaga, Kansas State, all three of those are sneaky, sneaky. Mm-hmm. They all could be three seeds making their way to Final Four contention. Mm-hmm. Um, at least Gonzaga and Kansas State were a little bit debating <sighs> Texas, but. Texas That's really true. isn't all that bad, so. You know, I kind of wish Maryland was lower. That's one complaint. That and UConn. I wish those two teams were a bit lower. Yeah, that could just yes, be me sir. being biased that they're overvalued in general, but they should be lower in the AP poll, too. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, 21 through 25 just doesn't trippeth the trigger. Um, yep. Just clunky. Put Oral Roberts in. I was going to say, I, that was my next point I was going to add in here. Oral Roberts got 40 votes this week. Could we see a ranked Summit League team before the end of, or before Selection Sunday? Um, a little bit. Because they have... They have those conference tournament games that they're going to play and probably win them all. Hopefully, win them all. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like teams around them will have bigger win opportunities. They're just kind of neutral and fair. One thing that I do hope I do hope they get a seven seed or a ten seed. I hope this doesn't put them in the 8-9 range because mm-hmm. yeah, that's just going to be ugly, and I don't want to deal with that. Well, yeah, the 8-9 range, I mean, then you're kind of pinned against the one seed, and that's not the way you want all Roberts to go. I think they have Sweet 16 or possibly Elite 8 potential if you give them the right like 11-12 seed, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, the one thing going against them, though, especially, is they don't play their next game until the 4th of March. Oh, so, Summit League is a late tournament, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's a late one. So that I don't know their exact schedule, but it won't be until later on this week. So it it just all depends how they do, how they look, how other teams look. Uh, Yeah, all around. It's just 
I I want them there, but I don't think they'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's kind of the belief I have right now. Um, it's just an intriguing thought. Yeah, very much an intriguing thought. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, all around, I I really like them, but I really think the committee can screw them over. Very yep, much. I really like them too. Um, Nevada is also down there. We have Boise State down there. So they aren't the only mid-major. Florida Atlantic is still hanging on. Yep. Charleston is back getting votes, which I don't agree with, but. <laughs> well, they only yeah. have three losses. They're 27 and three. <sighs> we're, we're not getting into Charleston. I, I'm Neither not of saying us have Charleston. them winning the yeah. Colonial. No, uh, that would be Hofstruff. But Charleston I, has I a lot of wins, with that. Uh, and it's going to be tough to deny them the position that they have just because of their win count. Where are they on the net? I don't know. Probably way down there. I mean, the, the Colonial is not a strong conference. No, or I should they... say there's a couple strong teams at the top, but the bottom of the Colonial is bad. Oh, crap. They're actually 51 in the net. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So Charleston should make the tournament then um, based on that and their win count. Will they do anything in the tournament, though? I don't I don't know. I'm not too keen on it right now. You realize, like, SWAC, the Northeast, all those terrible teams will get automatic qualifiers before Charleston? Before Charleston gets an at-large? Or, yeah, before... Charleston gets an at-large. They'll have all their automatic qualifiers, which will push Charleston down to the bubble. And are you really going to put Charleston in over Texas Tech? Or uh, I'm not, but the committee has ways to surprise us. They always do, actually, like, leaving Tex- like leaving Texas A&M out last year, for example. That was frustrating. Not for me. We've disagreed <laughs> on this numerous times, but... <laughs> Um. Yeah, when you look at teams below them, Oregon, I would put Charleston in before Oregon. Pitt, mm-hmm. no, Pitt would be before no, them. Pitt Texas should be Tech before, before them. Michigan doesn't deserve to be 55th. Bradley is 56th, which is That's insane. a shocker. Bradley's really had a good year in the Missouri Valley, and Drake's gotten all the attention. Yeah, Drake is 70th, so that's a tight race, and Bradley just beat Drake this week. Drip yep. did not look good whatsoever. Um, he looked good on our uh, gluten-free power 23. Yes. Um, which that also is coming out tonight. So keep your eye on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn State, Clemson, Arizona State, they're all below them. Oklahoma. Yeah. Give Oklahoma some recognition. <laughs> Well, they're in the Big 12. They play in the toughest conference in the league. Or no, yeah. in the land. Come on. It takes skill to be 14 and 15 <laughs> in the Honestly, Big 12. if the committee put Oklahoma in, there would be a lot of outrage, but I would not be upset. They have zero quad three or quad four losses. They only play quad one teams in the Big 12. So, they, yes, they're losing a bunch, and they probably have a terrible quad one record, but... Five and eleven. They're 
getting it done. They they clobbered Alabama earlier this year. I mean, their record isn't good, but I think Oklahoma deserves a spot, even though they won't get one. I, I really, really want to bring this up to get your input. Six wins versus quad one opponents. 72nd in the net. Wisconsin, do you think they're in? Whew. That's a good question. I'm going to say right now, no. Um, I think that they can play their way in, though, without winning the Big Ten tournament. I think that if they if they win maybe one game in the Big Ten tournament and they do well on the rest of their schedule, um, which I believe they have, what, two more games? Yeah. One yeah, is so they against have, Minnesota. They have Purdue at home. If they beat Purdue, they should be in. Um, and then the Minnesota game, they should win. Um, if they do lose that game by some odd chance, then I would probably leave them out. Uh, six quad one wins is a lot. Teams with more quad one wins include Northwestern, Miami, How many? Iowa State, um, Kansas State, Baylor, Texas, Kansas, Purdue, UCLA, Alabama. That is How the many quad list. three losses does Wisconsin have? Um, None? And quad four. For, yeah. Quad Here three and quad four losses for Wisconsin. They have one quad three, zero quad four. Do you know which quad Minnesota's in? I guarantee you it's three or four. Yeah, they are way down there. So uh, I think that alone could could be a nail in the coffin to a team that's right on the bubble right now. Yeah, if uh, they if they lose to Minnesota, I think it's yeah. over. I really don't want to see him in the tournament, to be completely honest, because this year has been a dumpster fire. I hope Connor Sejan stays at Wisconsin. If he leaves, that's going to be devastating. Honestly, if Chucky Hepburn left, I would be like, yeah, it is what it is. But this team just was supposed to be top half. They started off really strong, but they have just not done anything since the first of the year. Yeah. So, I mean, since losing at Illinois, they have won four game, five games. And oh, let's see, what was that date on the Illinois game? Um, January 7th. So, yeah, five games since the start of the calendar year, a whole lot of losses. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Wisconsin in, but Jerry Palm has them in. <laughs> That's Jerry Palm. <laughs> He's not the committee. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know who is the committee? The chair is from Illinois, so <laughs> that could be a nail in a coffin <laughs> for Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, yeah. Getting a sidetracked. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's uh, talk about our top tens. Um, yeah, definitely. Let's start with yours. How does yours look this week? Uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, shifting this week. Um, one team exited, one team entered. 
Uh, and then just kind of a couple one one spot movements. Uh, but starting at ten, I have Purdue at ten. My new entry is Missouri at nine, up from eleven last week. Indiana at eight, Baylor at seven, UCLA at six, Texas at five, Alabama at four, Houston at three, Gonzaga at two, and Kansas at one. Missouri, Missouri at nine, good old Missouri. I don't know how Missouri is doing it, but they have been right there the whole year in my formula, uh, and they are pushing the right buttons to move up. So they is Missouri going to be that that sneaky Elite Eight team? They are 14th in my formula. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I buy it. They'll probably get like a seven seed and get pinned against UCLA or something second round. But yeah. So it goes life. Uh, overall, not bad. Yeah. Lots to agree with. Yeah. Uh, it's looking a lot more like yours every day. <laughs> pure chaos. Um, speaking of pure chaos, <laughs> let's get into mine. Kansas State at 10. Alabama at 9. Xavier at 8. Miami at 7. Florida Atlantic at 6. <laughs> Hofstra at five, Oral Roberts at four, Baylor at three, Gonzaga at two, Kansas at one. Your six five four threw me for a loop. I was like, this isn't so bad. And then I just run into a buzzsaw of Florida Atlantic, Hofstra, Oral Roberts, and I'm like, whoa. Don't worry. I could be more chaotic. I could have my top 11 add Utah State to the mix, add 15th ranked <laughs> Texas Tech to the mix. 16th ranked uh, Kentucky. My number 11 is Kansas State. 16 is Kentucky for you? Mm hmm. They're 16 for me as well. So they're a sweet 16 team. Consensus. Yep. There you have it, guys. Pencil them in, sweet 16. But also, is Cal cursed in March? Good question. Most of, Cal, most of Coach Cal's March, March success came early in his career uh, at Memphis, at UMass. Um, he has he won a title at Kentucky in 2012. He made the Final Four a couple times, uh, 2015 being the most recent. But since that Final Four in 2015, it just hasn't been that good for Coach Cal. They made the Elite Eight in 2019. Um, but then you get into like years of like last year, two seed. Lose first round to a 15 seed. Biggest financial upset in March Madness history. I, I think Coach Cal is losing his touch. Um, and that may just be with age um, and with familiarity of how he coaches. How he coaches. I, I don't see them as a Final Four team by any means. But I think Kentucky can certainly win one, if not two games. It, it's really tough to say that he's not cursed. Because outside of 2017, when he went to the Elite Eight and lost to North Carolina, future champs, not a bad loss. I mean, since that Final Four run, when they were undefeated looking for a perfect season and somehow lost to Wisconsin in the Final Four, that was ugly for them because that team was elite 
and since then it was round of 32 elite eight which i was just talking about not a bad loss sweet 16 not really all that great for cal's record elite eight in 2019 where they lost to auburn a five seed five two upset and then the biggest financial upset, not mentioning he didn't even make it in 2021. So, yeah, I think that round of 32 or sweet 16 is still the most appropriate valuation for this team. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say that coach Cal is cursed, but coach Cal isn't the cheat code. He used to be in March like coach K. Yeah, that's for sure. But, I just feel like he's wasting talent because all these good players that have gone through Kentucky that are in the NBA on all these teams, and he has, what, one, four, five, six, nine wins since that Final Four run, which was coming up on 10 years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But also, he could be sandbagging everybody just to <laughs> come back great. I mean, be you like, look at someone, <sighs> like, someone like Bill Self, for example. Uh, he didn't win before last year. He hadn't won um, since 2008, since that was his last title. Um, and in there, maybe a Final Four or two, but Kansas hasn't been that good um, in the last five years before 2022. Yeah, I mean, when you think about Kansas, outside of last year, the last time that they were really great was probably Joel Embiid year. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, still, if you pull up, since that 2008 championship, it was Sweet 16, round of 32, Elite 8, runner-up. Sweet 16, round of 32, round of 32, Elite 8, Elite 8, Final 4, round of 32, round of 32, and then last year's champion. Zero first-round losses. So that's what you would expect from a Coach Cal-type coach. Yeah. But Cal hasn't done that. Yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting this year to see how how Coach Cal rebounds from uh, the disappointing loss last year. Um, That'd be the real teller. I think that realistically, they're, yeah, around 32, sweet 16, somewhere in there. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. So, anyways, moving on to uh, to the week 17 preview. So, we have some of the best games coming up um, for this week. Uh, and I'm going to start it off uh, and give you the prediction of Iowa, Indiana. Who are you picking? Indiana. Um Iowa is Iowa. There's no other way to explain Fran McCaffrey's the, Hawkeyes. The 15-point comeback victory against Michigan State this last weekend? Yeah. I was watching that game. There was zero defense played in that entire game. Yep. And they just got hot for the last minute and just started just nailing three after three after three. Oh my gosh, that was chaotic. Yeah. But Indiana likes to play two by two, so it's going to be tough 
if Iowa can shoot like they shot on Saturday, yeah, they have a great chance because Indiana can't do it do it from behind the arc. So, um, mind you, Indiana shot forty percent from behind the arc against Purdue. Outlier game. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Figure you say something like that. Uh, their final season three point percentage is what I'm going to look at when Selection Sunday hits to see if they are truly a team that can win a game. Um, next game on the list. Okay, what do you hold say? up there. Oh, four. Because you said Indiana could win a game, you're that low on them. Indiana oh, they could definitely win a game. Indiana's also. current three point percentage is thirty eight point two percent. Sixteen out of three three sixty three in the nation. How many three or how many of their points come from three? That's a good question. I don't know that. Twenty three point eight percent of their points come from three. Ah, that is not good. They are yeah, they're three fifty first in the nation in three pointers attempted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean they're technically, if you want to get to technicality, they're quad four for percentage of points coming from three. That is true. If you want to get technical about their three point percentage, uh, <laughs> you uh don't shoot that many to Put yourself in quad one, but that puts you in quad four in a different category. So, and I do have percentage of points from three as part of my. As do I. As do I. So, I will give you that. Oh my gosh. Have I been sending you that dude on Instagram who keeps on talking about turnover margin? That's true. You sent it to me once and. And it's funny because that doesn't really matter that much for March. Turnover margin doesn't. It's a very minimal influencer. No, it's it very minimal. It might affect like one game. But I mean, when you talk about upsets, if you're looking for upsets, you need to look at percentage of points from three. That's a big indicator. Um, mm-hmm. Just look at St. Peter's. They have really high... Percentage of points from three. Take notes. Yep. We're giving Get out free March Madness advice right now. Uh, That's one thing that I'll say over and over again. If you're looking for a weird, obscure stat that not many people talk about to try and find some upsets, look for percentage of points from three. I know South Dakota State was also a high percentage of points from three last year, but they didn't win. But St. Peter's was, so it's not mm-hmm. that's not the golden ticket. I'm not saying that. You just have to look at that when you're doing your picking for games and stuff. So yep. that's my two cents worth. Um, back to our pick'em game, or not pick'em game, but our weekly juiciest games of the week. Sure. San Diego State at Boise State. Boise State. It's that time of year Boise State just wins a few games that they maybe shouldn't win. 
Yeah. I, I think SDSU wants to win this game so that way they get the number one in the Mountain West. I think that's the game where if they win it, they're locked in at one. So That is true. Um, but yeah, Boise State wins regular season games somehow, some way. I don't mm-hmm. understand them, but <laughs> I'm glad they don't do well in March because otherwise it would be kind of chaotic <laughs> trying to place them properly. Yeah. All right. Game for you. Xavier Providence. Oh, gotta go with Providence all the way. That's right. It's a go home Friars. game. It's a home game. They need it. They they want a nice seeding for the Big East tournament to get a couple more wins, try and boost their seed. This is a big opportunity for them, and they aren't going to waste it. Ed Cooley does not waste big opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas at TCU. This is big. That's a tough game. I'm going to go with Texas, honestly. I, I think that TCU is going to have a lot of hype uh, being at home from their fans, but Texas is just a better team. I am honestly shocked you didn't pick that for your golden pick this week. I thought about it, but the prospect of TCU getting hot at home scares me. Yeah, that's why I put him as a road pick and not golden pick. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Uh, next game out of the SEC, Alabama at Texas A&M. I'm going to surprise you here. Texas A&M. I'm going to pick <laughs> this game. They that need, surprises me big time. They, they need a couple of big wins, and this is the biggest opportunity at home. The crowd is going to show up. I do believe that game is already sold out. If not, it is I'm sure. pretty darn close. That is going to be a hostile environment for Alabama. Buzz Williams believers rise now. <laughs> you are the weirdest person with your SEC random sayings. They throw me <laughs> off constantly. SEC, man. It's the best conference in college basketball. Speaking of the best conference in college basketball, <laughs> Iowa State at Baylor. Baylor. Iowa State has been floundering through this month. Baylor has not. Baylor has been doing really well. You know what this is reminding me of? What? Iowa State 2019. <laughs> Ice when cold. they lost first round? Ice cold to end their season. They lost... Three straight going into the Big 12 tournament. They won the Big 12 tournament, got a six seed, and somehow lost to Ohio State. First round. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how they do in the Big 12 tournament. That'd be the teller. If they win it, they're going out first round. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, another Big 12 game uh, Kansas State at West Virginia. As much as I want to pick Kansas State, I honestly do think it's going to be West Virginia. They need a big home win, and this is just what the doctor prescribed for them. Yep. Um, Those of you who are like Kyle and want to see Huggy Bear in the uh, 
Big Dance. This could be their golden ticket. Their Willy Wonka opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So true. Speaking of Willy Wonka, Kentucky at Arkansas. Huh? (laughs) That was just random to throw you off. That was really random. Is Willy Wonka in Kentucky? (laughs) I'm so confused right now. I could talk Wizard of Oz and talk about Kansas and then say Kentucky if you want me to throw you off. That badly. (laughs) I... I looked it up. Willy Wonka takes place in Newark, New Jersey. For all of you that were really interested in the subject. Uh, speaking, speaking of, of Willy Rutgers. Wonka, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> oh. So, Kentucky, Arkansas. I am going to take Arkansas to win this game at home. Good pick. I want to pick also, Kentucky, but I can't. Yeah, good pick. Because I picked the opposite in last week with Tennessee, when you agreed with me, yep, it backfired on me. So, yep. Uh, thank you for picking the opposite of me. Gives me more confidence in myself after last week. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> next up, out of the Big Twelve, Kansas at Texas. Wizard of Oz, like I just got done saying, uh, Kansas. Even though it's at Texas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Conference of Champions, Arizona at UCLA. UCLA. Go Bruins. Proud Bears. And then finally. Big Ten team. Yeah, exactly. Good Big Ten team. (laughs) Uh, Moving back to the East Coast. uh, You got UConn at Villanova. I see the V. Give me that V. Uh, Villanova all the way. Justin Moore is playing at the level that I expected him to. I really wish he came back sooner in the year. He's getting stronger each and every game. He's going to be unstoppable. Give me Villanova. Give me Villanova to win the Big East all the way. Justin Moore. I'm going to keep hyping them up because I can. Uh, Fair enough. Do we know, does Justin Moore have another year of eligibility? I don't know that. Because he's a I, senior, I do he think he's COVID a senior, year. but I think he has the COVID year. Hmm. And okay. I'm not sure if this year he could try and get injury eligibility for another year. But there's weird NCAA rules about injuries yeah. and stuff. But yeah, I really Villanova. hope he comes back for one more year. Nine National player nine. of the year. Nine and nine National in the Big East right now. Player of the year next year. Justin, Justin Moore, Moore senior. He has played four seasons, which means he should have the COVID year and come back next year. National player of the year if he comes back. Yes, sir. Um, oh, if he does come back, I am saying like 32 points per game, nine oh assists God. per game. Just absolute menace to the country. Jeez. Speaking of comebacks, uh, I'm making a very strong comeback right now in our pick'em game. Good last week, last week I scored five points. Brandon scored zero. Uh, I'll let I'll let him get into his picks. 
but I'll start with my own first. So Brandon gave me the Ohio Valley. I took Moorhead State at Eastern Illinois to get the job done on the road, and they did. Uh, my one my one mistake last week was my underdog pick. Uh, I took New Mexico at home against San Diego State. That didn't happen. Um, and then my road pick was Miami at Virginia Tech. Um, got that one right. Brandon gave me Baylor at Kansas State, and I took Kansas State at home. They did the job. And then finally, my golden pick. Uh, somehow, some way, Vanderbilt was the underdog at home against Florida, so I took Vanderbilt to win that game. Who won? Moving forward into next week, the final week of regular season play, Brandon gave me the Southland. So I am taking on the road Texas A&M Corpus Christi, and they are going to get it done against Texas A&M Commerce. Um, you put and CC. then my underdog pick. My underdog you pick, realize uh, you put CC instead yes, of Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Great work. Corpus Christi is going to beat Corpus Christi. Woo! <laughs> you know what I meant. Uh, and it's funny because no, no one can see this as I'm reading it off. But I noticed that and I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's not supposed to be the that team. So, yeah, Corpus Christi over Commerce on the road. Underdog. Villanova is the underdog at home against UConn. Obviously taking the Wildcats. Brandon has hyped up Justin Moore. Um, there's something to believe there. Road pick. I'm taking Alabama uh, against Texas A&M to get it done on the road. Brandon gave me Duke, North Carolina. Uh, I don't like this game, but I'm taking North Carolina at home to win the rivalry. And then my golden pick is Kansas on the road at Texas. Rock chalk. Oh, gosh. How'd your picks go last week? No, first, 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 Duke at North Carolina. If you recall, last season, Coach K's last home game, UNC spoiled that fun. If Duke wins this, UNC will more or less need the automatic qualifier to make the tournament. Yeah. You really don't believe Duke will want to spoil that party? You really don't believe that North Carolina knows what they're fighting for and that they need to win this game to get in? You really believe in Pete Nance? (laughs) No. No, no, no. Not at all. (laughs) Not Pete Nance. He's been terrible this year, dude. He's been so bad. That was still the worst decision he could have made. Uh, yeah. I understand wanting to win and all, but you can still go be somewhere else. You can a cornerstone piece of a team that wins and really help your name a lot. Yeah, because you have the potential the to be in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, your yeah. brother is, your father was. Why just be the fifth tool in that lineup? Why not be the first tool in a different lineup that still makes the tournament? Mm-hmm. That makes the tournament more convincingly. Yeah. Literally a bunch of the Big 12 schools. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, UNC's three-point shot has really caught fire. So that will be what carries them to win. Yep. Yeah. Now on to my picks. This dumpster fire of a week that got a whole whopping zero points. 
a big old goose egg. Uh, yeah, I picked all road teams and all the home teams won. So, Fairleigh Dickinson beat St. Francis Brooklyn. Um, Illinois lost to Ohio State. Indiana lost to Michigan State. I did say that I did want Michigan State to win, so I'm not mad at that game. Uh, Kyle cursed me with the Tennessee, Texas A&M. Virginia did not beat North Carolina. Um, Yeah, that was very, very ugly. So moving on to this week, give me a glimmer of hope. And he (laughs) gave me the swack, the glorious swack. I'm choosing Arkansas Pine Bluff to beat Jackson State. I laughed so hard when I saw your Arkansas PB. I thought Arkansas peanut butter immediately. Peanut butter juice, Tom. <laughs> um, what would you rather have me do? Ark Pine Bluff. I don't care. It's just funny. There's a, only so much space, and at least I didn't put the same team twice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, UC San Barbara, I have as the underdog at UC San Diego. That's a joke to me as an underdog. I mean, San Barbara should clean house. Picking that game is easier than shooting fish in a barrel. (laughs) Picking that game is about the same level as Florida Vanderbilt. (laughs) Just saying. Um, road pick Texas at TCU. I did like this game. I do like Texas, but I didn't want to put it as my golden pick just in case. Miles, uh, Mike or Mike Miles somehow caught fire and just carried them to a big needed win. Uh, you gave me Kentucky at Arkansas. I did pick Kentucky. Thank you for saying Arkansas. Um, I think this game also Arkansas's. March hopes will be fading quick. Um, yeah, I don't like that pick anymore because I think Arkansas with their young players are going to play so much harder. Um, now that I'm looking at it, but yeah, Kentucky, they're heating up at the right time. Uh, their last year's national player of the year is going to play like he played last year. Win him that game. Uh, Golden pick, Providence at home versus Xavier. Uh, There wasn't very many picks that I could have done for a golden pick, but this one just feels right. It feels oh so right. Uh, Indeed. Yeah, that's my picks. That's your picks. Fair enough. Well, anything else you have? Any last thoughts or predictions? Uh, Let's see here. One week from today is March... Fifth, right? Yep. So one tournament will conclude next Sunday. March 6th, oh. my bad. Oh. Next Monday is March 6th? Yeah. So we will have four tournaments done by the next time we are recording this, and then another two by the next time people listen. So... Do you want to give a little bit of a teaser on what you're thinking for Ohio Valley, Big South, Missouri Valley, and ASUN? I can do that. So ASUN, we'll start with the ASUN. Um, They started tonight uh, with their first two games of their tournament. Uh, ASUN 
I am taking Liberty. Liberty, Kennesaw baby. Kennesaw State. Mm. Kennesaw State. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I was not sure about that one. What was your next conference? Um, let's see here. We Elfbeckel order. Big South is also Big next South Sunday. It's got to be UNC Asheville. Game. Yeah, it's got to be UNC Asheville. That. Mm-hmm. that one clear as day. Yep. Um, Elfbeckel order. Uh, Missouri Valley. Missouri Valley. I'm taking Drake. Uh, I know that they just lost to Bradley, but I think Drake comes back and gets it done. I, I, I want to see Belmont. First year in the Missouri Valley, fourth seed, just slither their way up there, and voila. They have been in March before, too. So, they yeah, they, they know how to win their conference tournament, at least. But also, that was Ohio Valley, which we're going to next. <laughs> yeah, right. Ohio Valley... I'm taking Moorhead State. Uh, Belmont ditched. And uh, who was the other one that left for the Missouri Valley? Murray State. Murray State. Yeah, those two ditched Moorhead State all alone in the Ohio Valley as the only one of the three powerful teams from that conference. Uh, They have no competition victory. Yeah, I mean, they are very grateful that everybody left. Which I thought there was one more who left. Um, uh, Loyal Chicago. Austin Peay. Austin Peay went to a Sun from Ohio to, Valley. Well, yeah, Loyal Chicago went to the A10. They are Missouri Valley. They weren't Ohio Valley. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was Austin Peay. So that was the third, but they didn't go to the Missouri Valley. Yep. So when you lose basically all your talent that very much hurts hurts the cause for Ohio Valley they're now looking at a 16 seed yep where last year they were what a 7 seed with Murray State mm-hmm. big old difference yeah um, yeah I think it's going to be Tennessee Tech Moorhead State is the worst statistical team in that conference for me. So they're the best for me. Yeah, I don't know how. They are terrible. <laughs> but they've just won just enough games. Be Say what you the will. number one seed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Um, did you want to do next Monday's two as well? While we're on here? Uh yeah, sure. Let's do it. Southern and Sunbelt. Yeah, so the Southern, I'm thinking Furman at this point. Uh, I think UNC Greensboro, but also Furman does look good. I think that one's still up in the air. I still have a couple days before that one starts. So yep. I may switch my mind, but that one's going to be a good one. Yes, for sure. As well as the Sunbelt. As the Sunbelt, yeah. Sunbelt would be good good as well. Mm -hmm. And Uh, out of the Sunbelt, I think Marshall is my team. I've been bouncing back and forth. Marshall looks good. I like James Madison. I have all year. They're sitting close enough that they could strike. Um, Yeah, so I think I'm going to pick James Madison, but 
Marshall is a very good pick for that conference. Yeah, for sure. Uh, check out our gluten free prime 23. That is as elite as it's always been. Um, yep. Check it out. It drops on the 28th of February on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, yeah. What brand is it? It's going to be really good. Our YouTube is catching some fire. We're releasing new stuff on that. That's fun. I think we're going to start posting a lot on our Instagram, just random knickknacks and stuff. Little tidbits. Definitely. In there. Yep. Yeah. Look for us on all the socials. We're around. You want to laugh at our stupidity and look at our faces? Do that. Yeah, all around. We love you guys. Uh, I'm grateful for all of you listening. Uh, I'm having the time of my life. Uh, we're going to have a good March. We're going to have a real good March. It is. Yeah. It's looking pretty. It's going to be yeah dangerous this year. I'm excited. Uh, this is definitely the most I've ever known about March Madness. Um, all packed into one year, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I know more than one coach's name. <laughs> uh, or more yes, than a handful true. of coaches' names, I know like what they all can do. I mean, yeah. If you have told me that I would know who Dusty May is last year at this time, I would have been like, "Yeah, good one." Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is fun. I mean, yep. And speaking of March Madness, again, check out Brandon's bracketology. It's on our YouTube. Uh, he made the bracket and I filled it out. And then again, um, give it a few days, but my bracketology will be up on our YouTube as well. And Brandon will fill it out. We love you guys. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, and I think I'm going to close it here. So we are the Salsa Stat Bros podcast. We appreciate your time and we'll see you all on our next episode. Until then, peace out.